Welcome again to Enjoy an Encounter, where we spend a few minutes each week seeking and speaking the heart of our God. It's such a privilege to pray together. Thanks for being with us. Today we're going to consider how, when we wait, the God of the impossible speaks. God, we invite you into our time. We remember the words of Martin Luther King Jr. The God whom we worship is not a weak or incompetent God. He is able to beat back gigantic waves of opposition and to bring low prodigious mountains of evil. The ringing testimony of the Christian faith is that God is able. Thank you for being our God of the impossible who speaks to us so we can partner with him to accomplish his purposes. Our challenge question today is, do you hear from your God? John 8 and 47 assures us that whoever belongs to God hears what God says. When we think of the ways that we speak to one another, we can readily name voice, body language, facial expressions, pen to page, sign language, and I'm sure a variety of other nonverbal ways. I'm not sure why we find it hard to hear God speak, but sometimes I wonder if it's our expectation. We're wanting that lightning bolt from the clouds or a deep audible James Earl Jones resounding through our reveries. If we recognize that there's many forms of communication between humans, how many more ways might not the creative God of the universe speak to us? In nature, through others, through music. Then there's the obvious, his written word. One of my favorite verses that God has spoken since I was very young is Jeremiah 33 and 3. I remember reading it in my preteen days and the words seemed to jump off the page and beat my chest. It felt as if it was just God and I in the room and he was telling me something special. His invitation says, call unto me and answer me and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. One of the nights that God chose to do this was in 2002. I had wandered down to my prayer room and as I was worshiping, I suddenly saw a word in front of my eyes in big black bold letters. It was the word portal. As I saw it, there was a growing excitement inside of me, and the Lord seemed to be saying he was bringing to the earth a portal of his glory, the likes of which we have never seen before, of greater magnitude and the complete opposite of the horror of 9-11. I knew instinctively that this portal was only going to be open for a short time. It would only be a window of opportunity. I was so filled with excitement and wonder. Later, I called a dear friend. She's a prayer partner, Elaine. And as usual, she thought to look up the word as I was sharing. She relayed back to me that it means an opening of grand design, an opening from one dimension to another. Hmm. God's opening for God's glory, the likes of which we'd not seen. That was almost 20 years ago. I'm not disheartened at how long this has taken. Other words and pictures, yes, but not this one, because we can feel how close it is. Even in the last week or so, there's been confirmations. Last Saturday, I was on a Zoom prayer call with many other saints for a ministry in Africa. And while others were praying, I saw and felt that the Lord was saying, the culmination of all the seeds of God's faithful servant and his word have been growing, but not just a natural growth, compound interest type of growth. Compound interest is interest on interest. It's the result of reinvesting interest rather than paying it out. And it's time to catch it in. Then on Sunday, my daughter shared how the message at their church was 
how connected we are and things from our past are still affecting and speaking into today and the future. Then Monday, I awoke with a picture of a volcano and it was a good thing. It was the awareness of all the elements that are necessary to work together to bring about the explosion. The beautiful part of it. I again felt excitement and expectant and after the difficult week I had had, I knew those feelings had to be God. And typical of how our God speaks, right after saying good morning to the Lord and speaking with him about this and him sharing that picture, I turned on the YouTube to tune into Dutch Sheet's prayer ministry, Give Him 15. And what followed was a message from Tim Sheets. In it, he was sharing about how things can change in a day. And all that weekend, I had been speaking about, can a nation be born in a day? Am I not the God of the impossible? And Tim Sheets, as he was spoke, speaking about the prophetic word the Lord was giving him about things changing in a day, another part of it was seeing many volcanoes of God's glory being released. The Friday following, a group of women were meeting. We were getting together to worship uh, around the piano and pray and minister before the Lord. And I shared with one lady in particular about the picture that the Lord had given of the volcano. I also talked of another picture that morning and said that it had been happening in Italy. She asked me if I realized that volcanoes had been going off in Italy all week. And then she forwarded the incredible pictures of these volcanic explosions. Thank God no one was hurt, but they were so breathtakingly beautiful. And I had just said to one of my friends that week that often when God speaks, it's twofold. It's spiritual and physical. God has shared many other pieces of his heart over the years. What I find remarkable is how when he's presenting vision of the future, be it mine or for the nations, he provides not just hope for the morning or that day or that week, but he gives us vision and expectations for the future. He gives us eyes to see more than our world. I remember when I was in my teens thinking, I don't need to do my devotions today. I have church twice. And then on Bible study mornings or midweek evenings, I would think the same thing. I didn't do them because I figured I was getting my Bible time in. It wasn't until in my young 20s, I was at one of those morning Bible studies and I heard a beautiful pastor's wife, Mrs. Shepherd, who I respect as a powerful woman of prayer. Before she spoke, she was talking of how God had revealed something in her quiet time that morning. It was a revelation to me that she had quiet time with God before Bible study. The Lord was letting me know. He wanted me to realize that my time with him wasn't just about getting Bible teaching. It wasn't a duty or a task to check off my list. He wanted me to view it in the same way that I would, that, oh, I get to relax and watch a movie tonight, or I get to sit and re read a good book. He was asking me for a paradigm shift. He wanted me to see my time with him as something that was restful and wonderful and the sharing of hearts, my heart and his heart. Genesis 1, 2, and 3 says, The earth was without form and void. When my daughter got me a Jewish Bible and I began to read it, it again blew me away and was another revelation. This is what it says. Now the earth was chaos and waste. Darkness was on the surface of the deep and the Ruach Elohim was hovering upon the surface of the water. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. The other translations all say the earth was formless and void. 
They even talk of the blackness, but they don't mention the chaos. And that struck me in a very different way because chaos is different than empty. Sometimes it's harder to hear anything, let alone God, when things are chaotic. Yet the word specifically acknowledges that God spoke and created what he had planned in the midst of the chaos. He brought order and beauty and calm, ecosystems and animals and man that all worked together in wonder in ways that scientists and biologists and archaeologists and all the other experts of every field cannot yet explain. In the midst of all our chaos, our God of the impossible is speaking. Are we hearing him? Are we giving him time to hear his heart? That picture of the word portal has been something that I've called in and prayed into and reminded God of, especially with all the chaos that's confronting us right now in our world. He speaks and reveals his heart, and then we partner with him in agreement and speak his plans and purposes, calling his glory and design to be brought forth, even out of the evil and darkness and chaos that the enemy has planned. Let's give him some time right now to speak as we go to prayer and we recall these things back to him as we worship him and acknowledge who he is in his word and through his word. God, we lift your name up and your ways that include us to hear you and speak with you and have you speak to us. We repent of those things that prevent us from hearing you. Voices that speak lies that you don't hear or you don't care. We repent of partnering with the enemy or even ourselves that would accuse you of not knowing or seeing or being a God of love and goodness because we're looking at what a government or people are doing instead of this beautiful world that you've created and realizing we've been guilty of not living as you intended. Forgive us for not putting you first or caring about your heart. We bring to you, our God, the words of Martin Luther King Jr. when he said, When our days become dreary with low hovering clouds of despair, when our nights become darker than a thousand midnights, let us remember that there is a creative force in this universe working to pull down the gigantic mountains of evil, a power that's able to make a way out of no way and transform dark yesterdays into bright tomorrows. In the midst of outer dangers, I've felt an inner calm and known resources of strength that only God could give. In many instances, I felt the power of God transforming the fatigue of despair into the buoyancy of hope. Lord, we in Canada feel a darkness with all that's going on, and especially because of Bill C-7, just being passed that's expanding the categories of those who are eligible for the practice of euthanasia. We're not seeing pushback from those officials who should be caring for the people or from the people themselves because they're not permitted to protest because of COVID laws. God, you see all this chaos. We implore you to release justice to those who are so blatantly ignoring that you alone are God. Life and death is held by you. Rebuke the devourer of our hope and our freedoms, O God. You're the light in this darkness. We speak your word that you are the God of justice and you love to rescue. So we seek your rescue, God. We thank you for wanting to share with us. We do what your word commands and we incline our ear and come near to you to hear so that our souls may live. We thank you for your beautiful promise that if we come near to you with our ears wide open and listen, then we will find life. 
Thank you for your everlasting covenant and your promise to give us all the unfailing love that you promised to David. We thank you for speaking to us through your spirit of truth. You said he will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell us what is yet to come. Our great God of the impossible who shares his heart with them, us who love you, thank you. Thank you for speaking to us, for fighting for us, for working through us to accomplish your will. We are yours and you are ours. You bring hope as you speak. So we say, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. And we will be quick to align our hearts with yours and quick to obey what we hear. We love you. We appreciate you. We exalt you. And we thank you so much for being our God who speaks to us. Amen and amen. It's been such a privilege to join with you in prayer. If you'd like to subscribe to Prayer Weekly, you can do so on Apple, Spotify, or Google at Enjoy an Encounter. May you and yours be blessed to hear our God in greater ways as you make time for Him.